Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and... I'm sorry. Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Jordan's Food Ice Cream. I just saw a graphic that I'm going to be tweeting out very soon, Robbie. You, you'll, you will enjoy it, though. I promise. Let me, let me see if I can look at this again. I just want to excuse me for just a moment. Is it on Twitter? It's going to be. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Well, I, I got to make one. I got to make one. I'm sorry. You're going to have to live through this. But it, this is this is important and it must be taken care of right now. What is happening? You'll see soon. Enthralling radio as yeah, I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't worry. When you see when I tweeted out, you're gonna it, it was worth that moment, I promise. All right. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in McCool. Yeah, that would be a little weird. So we had a request for McCool today. So really, were, yeah. I was eating lunch at Obie's, and the guy came by the table. He's like, "You know, you should do McCool." And I was like, "I'll do it." Did you have catfish? So I did. Yes, the I superior did. Superior catfish. Superior isn't catfish. I I have become a catfish snob. I'm not going anywhere for catfish other than Obie's or uh or uh little Dewey, little Dewey, yeah. I'm just I'm a catfish snob now. I don't I don't blame you. So once you have superior, it's hard to go anywhere else. You don't want inferior. True. There you go. Well, I hope they they need to send us a check for that. Uh, Strange brew coffee. Another box of catfish will will do. I want it. No, no. If they're going to send me catfish, I need I need it fried and hot. I don't want to have to do the prep. I don't want to just want to eat. We do need to do a fish fry one night. You ain't got to eat. You gotta twist my arm on that. That'd uh, be fun. Strange Brew Coffee House. What a great place to go, no matter where you are. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. You can ship coffee right to your door. Bulldog initiative business. All right. College Corner All and right. collegecornersport.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise <clears throat> that you are looking for. I'm still thinking about that graphic. That graphic. Uh, uh, where, wherever where you are, it? I don't see it. It's not out yet. It, we had to we had to do a touch up on it. There's they, they, there was a little bit. So don't worry, it, it, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, somebody made a graphic for you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I, I had no idea where you were going with all yes. that. I, it, it'll be out soon enough. I promise. Okay. 
completely uh, in the dark. Don't worry. You, I want you to be in the dark. I want you to have the joy of seeing it for the first time. <laughs> College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. This holiday season, shop College Corner for the Bulldog fans in your life. Great clothing, great stuff for the house, for the car, stocking stuff for ideas, you know, stickers, uh, koozies. Are you a koozie or a huggy guy? What do you call them? Uh, you know, now that you mention it, I don't know if I have a concrete name. Oh, okay. I'm a koozie guy. I, I do a little bit of both. Oh, you like to you like I, to live, you like to put your feet in both pools. Yeah. All right. I, you, I you know probably what? I probably say huggy more often than okay. not. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's not a big. It's, I'm. That's not one where I'm going to be like, okay, we can't be friends anymore. You know, that's. That doesn't. That's not. That's not one of those. The moon landing. That's. I might break us I'm up. I'm with you. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm staying with you. I'm gonna try to get you into the light on that one. Uh, check out their two locations in the uh, Jackson area, originally by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. <clears throat> restaurant Tyler Starbucks flagship restaurant for lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. The best meal in town is at Restaurant Tyler. They have a great, great dinner menu right now, guys. Great specials every night. There, I was there the other night. They had stickle poif. Don't say that very often. It's very old school, but it looked delicious. I did. I I, I kicked myself for not getting it. Uh, what is that? Stickle poif. It's a stickle poif. Poif. It's a steak. It's a fillet uh, in a uh, peppercorn cream sauce. Ooh. Yeah. It's 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 very old school French, but it's good. It's good when you cook it right. And I'm, I got no doubt that that's getting cooked right in the restaurant Tyler kitchen. So, but I did have stuffed pancakes the other night. <clears throat> Turned some people mm-hmm. onto that. They were like, they were like, what is this? I was like, you just, you just trust old Uncle Brian here. It'll be, it'll be fine. And it was just like it always is every time I go to restaurant Tyler. 16 priority one bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you. Guys, community banking, it's just an important thing. It's just the same as, uh, you're eating locally at your local restaurant, shopping at your local stores, building up a strong community. It, it, it starts with places like Priority One Bank. 16 locations means there's one near you. So you can be confident that when you have to talk about your finances with your local banker, you're talking to people you know, people in your community. That makes a big difference. So check them out if you haven't already. Look online to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State, Arizona State at the Barstool Invitational. That game happened tonight. But as we're recording right now, Robbie, it hasn't happened as of yet. If only we had a correspondent from the future who could tell us what happened in that game. Wait a minute. We do have a correspondent on this show from the future. So let's welcome him back. It's been a while since we've talked to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's go to our one and only correspondent here on the Thunder and Lightning podcast, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. What a start to the basketball season for Mississippi State. Total domination in the Barstool Invitational. 71-56, the Bulldogs win over the Arizona State Sun Devils in a game that in some ways looked very familiar on the defensive end of the floor. Mississippi State holds Arizona State to 32% shooting, 24% from behind the arc, and out-rebounds the Sun Devils by 13. 
But on the other side of the ball, some really decent shooting for Mississippi State. Only 40% from the floor, but 38% from behind the arc, led by Trey Fort, the junior college transfer, 21 points on 6 of 12 shooting, 5 of 10 from behind the arc. No Bulldog no uh, bulldog in double figures for rebounds, but three Bulldogs with nine, including DJ Jeffries, Cam Matthews, and Jimmy Bell. Jimmy Bell, also a very impressive debut, 13 points, nine rebounds, as I just said, five of six shooting. And if Mississippi State's going to be able to get that in Tolu Smith's absence, they will take that all day. Uh, Deshaun Davis, the only other Bulldog in double figures with 10 points. Matthews had eight points to go with his nine rebounds. DJ Jeffries, not a great shooting night for him, 0 of six from the field. Only one point, but he did have nine rebounds. I think I saw my friend Stefan Krajnik, uh say that he was he was having a really good game from a, from the efficiency standpoint. So the the shots weren't falling for him, but the uh, the 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 analytics loved his performance last night. Uh, Sean Jones eight points for him. Josh Hubbard a couple of three balls to give him six points. Uh, just a really interesting game. State down 10-9 at one point, and I know this because the Barstool guys were making such a big deal of their race for 10. I'll talk more about the uh, the broadcast and what I thought of that in just a minute. But from that point on, State was in total control of the uh, first half. 39-18, they outscored the Sun Devils in the first half. Uh, Sun Devils actually cut into the MSU lead uh, in the second half, but State was in cruise control for most of this game. Um, to play that well, to dominate a, a team like Arizona State, uh, a team that was a tournament team a, a season ago, and I know they have a lot of new faces, but you know it's been a pretty decent program under uh, Bobby Hurley. To do, to play this well and, and and to look that good and that sharp at times without Tolu Smith, that's a and without I mean really without Shaq Moore didn't play in this game. No Keyshawn Murphy. Those are I mean Moore and Tolu Smith especially huge pieces for State. Keyshawn Murphy will be a good depth piece depth. Piece for the Bulldogs. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I couldn't be more impressed by, by the way the season starts off for the Bulldogs. Uh, just a really, really good performance. Um, played with a lot of energy. Uh, defensively, did a lot in this game. Did have 15 turnovers. You wanna, you're going to want to clean that up, especially. So it only forced 10 turnovers. It, it really was a, a matter of Mississippi State just forced or just bullied Arizona State into bad shots. Now, I don't know how good Arizona State is. I don't think they're going to be a great team. Uh, this could end up, I mean, from a neutral site perspective, uh, probably best-case scenario, watching Arizona State tonight anyway, probably best-case scenario is this ends up as a quad-two win. But State just enforced its will on, on this game from basically start to finish uh, and would not allow Arizona State to do much, of, if, if anything, uh, in this game, if I had to nitpick a couple of things, Andrew Taylor. I mean, maybe I just had a little high expectations for him. You know, he did average twenty points a game last year, but he had no no scoring in this game on zero of four shooting, zero for two from behind the arc. But he did contribute three rebounds and three assists uh, in twelve minutes. So I, I'm sure his shooting stroke will find its way. As as same with Jeffries. Now you know you and I both know that there's going to be some nights with DJ Jeffries where he's inconsistent. There's going to be some nights where you're, you, you you he's making missing shots, but he keeps taking shots. But I thought tonight, I mean, yeah, he's 0 of 6, but he didn't take a whole ton of bad shots. I thought he just was unlucky with some of them. Uh, but if he's going to contribute nine rebounds and a couple of assists, uh, and he's going to play defense the way that he played tonight, um, had a steal as well, 
then then you, you can you know you can work around that. Jimmy Bell was the revelation for me. And I guess Trey Fort Fort was a guy before they they got Taylor in the transfer portal and before they and before they signed Hubbard that I thought might have to play a really big role for Mississippi State this year. They put him into the starting lineup. I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. I thought Taylor might get the start there, but Fort he delivered. And, and showed why he was one of the top scorers in junior college basketball last year. And then Bell, I mean, he just looked like a, a experienced college basketball player. The Barstool announcers were uh, commenting on you know how big he was, how big as a team Mississippi State was, how athletic they looked. They just looked like a bigger, tougher basketball team. That's going to be the case for a lot of games this year, especially once Tolu Smith's back on the court. Mississippi State just has guys, man. They have they have athletes out there. They, they, they there's no team. There's very few teams in the country that can physically intimidate Mississippi State. Now there are going to be teams that can outplay them for sure, but if if it gets into that kind of rock fight mentality that State thrived in last year, you'll be hard-pressed to beat Mississippi State. The under did hit. We should tr- we're going to track that this year. We have Mississippi State under is now 1-0 on the season. I, if only I could have gotten to Big Cat and El Presidente, I could have saved them a bunch of money by telling them, hey, when Chris James is on the court, you want to bet the under. Let's talk about the broadcast here for just a minute because I, I saw a lot of differing opinions on that. Some people were really into it. Some people didn't like it at all. Um. It's it's definitely a different style of broadcast. I can understand why it would not be everybody's cup of tea, especially if you're not into gambling. Uh, seeing announcers openly cheering for another team, uh, you know, normally you have to tune into the Ole Miss broadcast for that. But to see it in, in a, a what's supposed to be a non-biased environment, uh, that is something that it you know I, I get it why it, why it would, might be off-putting, especially if you're a fan of the other team, but. The Barstool Invitational, this is good exposure for Mississippi State and these other three programs. Uh, State will cut a nice check that goes directly into the coffers of the Bulldog Initiative as a result of their appearance tonight. Our guy, Brandon Walker, was having a great time. Got a huge kick out of him. The the guy interviewing him tries to, like, say something along the lines of... uh, Along the of, you know, does Mississippi State kind of need this with where the foot... I I think he starts to say, like, foot... He was trying to say football team, and Brandon immediately cut him. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that tonight. We're not doing that tonight. And that's something else, you know, seeing the Mississippi State fans and their reactions on social media, you know, you just kind of needed to get a, a win if you were a fan of the maroon and white. You just kind of needed to have one night where your team didn't disappoint. They looked good. from They, 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 they made it easy. It just felt good. You feel like you could take a deep breath and say, okay, we can get through these next couple of weeks with football. There's going to be a new coach at the end of this, and then basketball is going to be okay. Because if State's going to play like this without Tolu Smith, they are going to be hell on wheels when Tolu Smith comes back. And shout out again to Big Cat, put a $2,000 bet on Mississippi State's future as NCAA champion, says it'll cash 300k if the Bulldogs can win. I promise you, everybody here in Starkville is pulling for Big Cat to pull in that uh, that big six-figure payday. So again, final score from Chicago in the Barstool Sports Invitational: Mississippi State 71, Arizona State 56. Bulldogs 1-0 in the season. Back in action Saturday against UT Martin. That's a four o'clock tip at the Humphrey Coliseum. So you've got time if you're in, in the area. If you live here in Starkville. Or if you just want to stay, stick around for a little while, you can get to the game and then find a place to watch the uh, Mississippi State-Texas A&M football game. For me, it's an easy drive. Uh, so that's that. Let's move on into the back back uh, to the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. 
It's still it's still grilling season. I don't care what what the month of the uh, calendar says. It's grilling season. Every month is grilling season. You can always fire up the grill. Cold, hot, crisp, warm, rainy, snowy, doesn't matter. Put some beef on the grill. Put some steaks on the grill. You will not regret it. Always good when you're eating a steak. I like steak. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. How many times do I have to tell y'all? I feel like I feel like a dad you know, telling his kids, like, how many times I got to tell you? Two Brothers is awesome. It's a great place to go eat uh, lunch or dinner here in Starkville. It's not just barbecue. It is smoked southern soul food. And most importantly, it is a Bulldog Initiative supporting business. So when you support Two Brothers, when you eat at a great local restaurant, you, you give back to the Bulldog Initiative. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you, but who can deliver it to you? Who's been delivering it to you for 48 years? That would be Advantage Business Systems. I say it all the time. Nobody keeps their doors open when they're not taking care of their customers. So to do it for 48 years, that tells you what kind of customer service we're talking about here. When you need technology for your business, give them a call. They've got the best names. They've got great prices. But most importantly, when something goes wrong, and guys, it's, it's a product. It's, it's, it's a piece of machinery. It's something's going to go wrong eventually. When it does, you know that they're going to back you up and give you service after the sale. They're going to treat you like a neighbor. Because they are your neighbor. They're in the state of Mississippi just like you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue, their collegiate collection, they have the polos and quarter zips that you're looking for this holiday season. Great name brands and styles. Great service from one of the South's top men's clothing stores. But most importantly, they have the logos you want. They don't, they're not selling a polo that has maroon base with a gray stripe around the stomach and white sleeves, and it says, simply the best on the side, and it's got a banner rim the size of a small child on it. No, how about just a nice, cool maroon polo with the interlocking MSU or state script on there? That sound more like what you're looking for? Well, then they've got you taken care of at the Rogue. Shop at The Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Let's get back to Brian and Robbie in the present day. Thank you to Future Brian. We appreciate his time today. Letting us yes, know thank happened. you. Thank you or shut up. We don't know. We don't know what it was. We'll find out later. All right. I'll tell you about 1030 tonight. Yes. Yes. I also want to thank Future Brian for doing that ad read there because we had so much trouble getting through the first one. I can't imagine how badly the second one would have gone. All right, let's talk some football. Um, quarterback. Who, who's going to play? That, that's, that's the question here, Robbie. Who? 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 Who's going to play? Does Zach Arnett know? Wow. Well, uh Maybe. Maybe, you know. I don't know what's going to happen, Brian. I, I was told, um, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, I was told after Western Michigan that week leading up into the bye week that he was going to be out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you map that out. This is four. This is week four. Yeah. 
So he's he should be on the verge of playing. And judging by the fact that he's been practicing the last two weeks, and we know that, um, I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but several beat writers have who went and did interviews <clears throat> at practice seeing him out there. We know that he's been practicing. He's at least been throwing a little bit. He's been working out with the team out there. So it's not a situation where they just are now getting him in pads and he's getting out there for the first time. He's been with the team for the last couple of weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, it's his left shoulder, right? I believe that's correct, yes. So, I mean, it, he's probably been throwing a little bit uh, the last couple of weeks just on his own with that right with that right arm. But, I mean, you still need uh, – both shoulders to be operating properly when yeah, you're a full body put a full body thing <laughs> to get that uh get that throw off you can't just apparently some people think that you can just one hand yeah yeah apparently people think you can just like not have to use your left side of your body at all and i, I implore you to try to do that when you actually try to do you know household situations uh but anyway I, it looks like he's close and whether or not that's going to be this week i don't know i mean personally if he's not like in, in really good shape going into this, I wouldn't put him out there. That's just me. Uh, I'm sure he's going to want to play, but do you want a guy that's coming off an injury to go up against probably the best defensive line in the SEC? I mean, I, I don't know if I want him getting uh, hit early and often in this game uh, with the last two games to go, but that that's just me. Right. So having said that, you know, if that's – if that's the situation and he doesn't play, we talked about it after the after the uh, game on Sunday when we did our our post game. Mm-hmm. It, I think it should be Chris Parson. Well, that leads me into the next question: Is if if Rogers can't go, do you think Chris Parson starts, or do you think that Zach Arnett Zach Arnett's approval rating is already low? It's already yeah. low. I it would <clears throat> bottom out if Mike Wright started this game. Yeah, I just I don't see a whole lot of excitement around that. I personally think it's going to be Parson. I, I think we, the fact that they turned to him in the fourth quarter when things were just kind of bland, kind of tells me that they were looking for something, looking for some kind of juice, some kind of um, excitement to to build around. And if you don't have Will Rogers going in this ball game, if you already don't feel good about your offense, which has scored twenty three points in the last three ball games, why would you not just go ahead and throw Parson in there? Arnett's talked about how he's been so impressed with how he came in in the spring and his attitude and the willingness to get in there and do what do whatever the team needs him to do. He, you know, he's running a scout team and all that. He's already talked about him like he's kind of a different kind of dude, and that's what I've always gathered about him. I don't think – putting him in there in this kind of ball game is going to shatter his confidence long-term. He's a guy that I think can handle that. So, you know, if it's not Will Rogers, which I, I know we said we would turn to, to Chris Parson anyway, but I'm kind of backing off that a little bit. Okay, Will Rogers has played a lot of football for Mississippi State. He hasn't done anything wrong here. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you do need to finish strong with him or try to finish strong with him and allow him – to go out on a high note. That's me personally. I know that's, I think, a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but I think one uh, thing to consider is this. 
I think Arnett wants to win as many games as he can on the way out here. If if indeed yeah. he is on the way out. And, and he gives you the best chance. I mean, the best chance. Be honest. If Arnett knew for a fact, if he was locked in that he was going to be the coach next season, he would probably go to Parson at this point and just say, let's get ready for next year. Let's give this guy some opportunities and get him ready as best we can with some some live reps so that when next year, if he is the guy, he's we're not just throwing him out there to the Wolves in week one. He's had some, some time. But because Arnett, I mean, Arnett, he understands what's going on around him, right? He, 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 you know, coaches and players talk about, oh, we we shut the outside noise out. At some point, the outside noise becomes so loud that it, that it's inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he you hear it inside the walls. So he knows what's going on. So my guess is, yeah, he wants to win these games, and I I do agree with you that Will Rogers gives you the best chance to win those games. Now, look, when we're talking, we're talking about probabilities here. We're not saying Will Rogers gives you a hundred percent chance to win, and Chris Parson only gives you twenty percent chance. We're saying that. Will Rogers might give you a 25% chance to win, and Chris Parson gives you 20% chance to win. Or even might even be lower if, than if that. If that. Yeah, I mean, it might even be lower than that. Because let's let's be real about it. I mean, Chris Parson is is not a guaranteed thing right now. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't know what you're going to get with him from a production standpoint. Last week, while he showed some nice things, they still didn't score. So mm-hmm. it's not like we – it's not like we know for a fact that he's going to come in and he's going to give you a chance to win this game. I, I still believe Will Rogers is your best chance to win. And he's beaten because he's beaten this team twice. He's beaten this team twice. And he came in as a true freshman against them. And actually, they look competent on offense. So you talk to Texas AM people and they talk about, you know, Will Rogers has their number. I mean, I talked to a guy yesterday that that mentioned that. So it's, you know, he's proven something. The the reason most of us want to see a little more Chris Parson is because he was exciting last week. It was a little dynamic. You know, he was a different kind of looking dude back there. His style as a quarterback is exactly what you're looking for. A guy that's got a good arm, a nice live arm on him, probably the best talent in the arm, from an arm perspective on the roster. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, kind of, you know, live feet. His feet are always moving. He can bounce around back there. He can move the pocket a little bit. So the intangible part of it, he has all of that. Right now, he's just probably not ready for that. So if – look, I'm one of those guys, like, I know what the end result is. I mean, we're just waiting on Zach Selman to make a decision. But we kind of know where this is going. I still would like for Mississippi State to win games. I, I don't. I'm not one of those people that I want Mississippi State to lose for the greater good moving forward. I don't like losing games right. at all. So I would like for Mississippi State to go to College Station and win this game. And the best way to do it is with Will Rogers at quarterback. And another thing to your point about Chris Parson, you know, if, if Arnett felt like you know he could build for the future, or whatever, he would play him. I also think that would be the case if he was really pushing for the job, like to keep his job. Right. You know, if if it was like borderline, like what do we do? We think he can still keep his job. That would be a nice selling point. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like we've kind of crossed the point of no return, unless somehow State wins these last three games, which I don't see happening. I just I feel like we know what's going to happen here, so I I just don't think that's going to be that big of a 
selling point uh, at this point. At the end of the day, Robbie, you know, and I, you and I both know that we're just going to wake up on Saturday and sometime in that morning, Brett McMurphy or Pete Thamel or somebody's going to tweet the the situation for at the quarterback position for Mississippi State. You know, we'll we'll know at that point. One of the national guys will have been told off by one of the coaching staff, and that's how we'll find out what the situation is. But if you had to make a prediction today, who starts under center for Mississippi State? Ooh. I mean, I feel like Will's going to play. Mm-hmm. I, there's there's been been a little more noise around him playing this week. I just feel like that's probably going to be the case. So I would say Will, and if it's not Will, I would say it's going to be Chris Parson. I d- I don't think it's going to be Mike Wright. I am going to disagree with you. Because, you think it's going to be Mike? And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think Will's quite ready yet. I, I don't think he's 100% healthy, and they won't put him out there if he's not 100%. And right now, Arnett's a bad coach. And bad coaches make bad decisions. And that would be one. So it would be par for the course. So, yeah, I, I think I think Arnett is a coach that's going to value experience more than anything else. You know, putting a true freshman out there on the road in front of a hundred thousand people. I mean, it may not be a hundred thousand, but a but a really big crowd. He he'll talk himself out of it. It'll be Mike Wright. That's my prediction. I don't think that they know enough about what they're doing to do that. Like I think they're trying out so many different things at this point. Mm-hmm. I I kind of feel like they would just say, "Oh, everybody cheered for my for." Uh, Parson there at the end of the game. Let's try him. Oh, that's rough. That's a rough thing to say. I, I mean, I'm just tr- being honest. Okay. I, 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 you said he was I, a bad coach. I, 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 what, are you, what are you talking about? I, but I'm. But my the results back me up, and I'm not. Look, I'm not totally saying I disagree with you. We have we have learned this year. We saw earlier this year with, with the way the offense changed from Arizona to LSU that. There's some there's some uh there's some people listening to to the fans. And what do they always say? If you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with them. Yeah, yeah. that's probably gonna end up being the case. But that's 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 an interesting thought process that well, this seem this would be the popular move, so let's do it. I mean, I agree it would be the popular move, and I, I honestly think it's the right move, but the if 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 you if you if you say it as this was the positive move, that's bad. If you say it was the right move, that's good. It can be the same move, but how you present it totally changes my perception of it. Obviously, Arnett wouldn't just get out there and be like, well, the fans were cheering for him, so we said, what the hell? Yeah, I don't think that would happen. I would <laughs> laugh really hard if it did. He really should do that. I'd be like, that's what y'all wanted, right? 48 you know, if I was at the if I was at the tail end, if I was if I saw the writing on the wall, yeah, I might do it. But, you know, here's the thing with Arnett. Like, he's whether or not he knows this is the end, he's got to show something that gives somebody down the road, you know, some glimmer of hope whenever yeah. he gets hired again. Because he, he's going to get a job some, somewhere again. I, I think somebody will hire him as a head coach down the road when he gets a little more time. Mm-hmm. You don't want to point back to this and say, "Golly, he was that was that was a disaster." We can't hire him. 
So he's got to show some things here towards the end. If this yeah. is yeah. if this truly is the end. My thought process on the Arnett on Arnett is he's going to go back to being a defensive coordinator. He might go to USC. It'd be a good fit for him. West Perfect Coast. fit. Perfect and fit. And, and because they have great talent, he'll he'll be successful. I think. And then maybe like two or three. Well, years. I, I think he's a great be. coach with or without the talent. A defensive well, coordinator. I agree with he's that. Great. Agree. Good point. That's a good point. And then you got to remember how young this guy is. He's only what thirty six. I mean, his whole career yeah. is still in front of him. So he's like a year or two older than than me. Yeah. I mean, can so, you imagine me leading the football team right now? I can't imagine you leading, you know, me to a restaurant, let alone. That's not true. I've uh, led you to some good true. restaurants. That's true. But what I'm saying is, like, he's he's the type of guy who can be a coordinator for two or three years and then get a, a, a group of five job as a head coach and grow into that. And then by the time you're like, think think about, you know, if you're 36, 10 years from now, you're only 46. You still got 20-plus mm-hmm. years of coaching in front of you, and maybe at that point you're ready. You're ready to be a head coach. I mean, look at some of these people. Let's look at some of the people that we've talked about possibly becoming Mississippi State's next head coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those guys. And I like, I think about, you know, some guys that are starting to show success here recently at teams like Mississippi State's played, like Jed Fish at, at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Look at how much time, like, he spent working his way up. Mm-hmm. And look at, you know, I was going to say Brian Kelly, but he he was head coach kind of earlier. Um, there's been so many coaches. Mark Stoops has has grown into a really good coach. They coached for, for decades. Yeah. They were assistant coaches for decades. Zach Arnett has been uh, coaching college football for maybe like 10 years, mm-hmm. eight to 10 years maybe. Uh, been a defensive coordinator for about – you know, five years, something like that, mm-hmm. and was was not supposed to be in this position. Mm-hmm. I, I go back, always go back to Vic Schaefer and what he did in his first head coaching job. Um, and I, awesome. I mentioned I mentioned Vic a lot because he's a guy that I've had a pretty good relationship with, and I know about him behind the scenes and things like that. So I use him as an example because he literally was was awful at Sam Houston State or whatever it was, got back into being an assistant coach and found his groove, mm-hmm. and he was ready after that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready to count Zach Arnett out. Yeah. I, I, I think it's too early. This guy's a driven personality. I think he's had his soul kind of taken from him in, in this position. I just don't think that he was ready. But I'm not ready to count him out. Because I know how hard he works, I know how good he is as a defensive coordinator. I think he's going to take this experience that he's had and learn from it. Mm-hmm. But it's just been a bad, it's been bad timing, and it's just been a bad fit. And it felt like a good fit. It did. Sometimes it just it just doesn't work out like it appears it might. Looking at Mark, you mentioned Mark Stoops, right? So he started as a GA at Iowa in 1990. He didn't become a head coach until 2013. 23 yeah. years to become a head coach. He was he went to high school. He, he was a DB coach for a few years down in uh, South Florida and Wyoming. He did one year where he was a co-defensive coordinator at Houston, then back to being a D, DB coach at Miami, then five years at Arizona as their D.C., then three years at Florida State as their D.C., and then he's the head coach at Kentucky. And that's a long time to be coaching. 
Bless you. Sorry. And and look, you know, shoot, look at look at Nick Saban. Saban's the same way. 1973, he was a GA at Kent State. His first head coaching job was 1990 at yeah. Toledo. Yeah. And then he was, uh, you know, he wasn't super successful with Bill Belichick with the Cleveland Browns. He was bad with the well, – he wasn't bad with the Dolphins, but he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's just uh, – it, it's one of those deals like coaching is, is tough, man. In different spots. You look at Arnett, he's only coached two places. He's coached yep. San Diego State and Mississippi State. That that's it. So it took it is tough. It is. It, it took is a, Jed Fish from 1997 to 2021. Was that 25 years? Yeah, 25 years before he became a head coach. Yeah. So we'll see where it, where it pans out. I'm interested to see who takes the first snap for Mississippi State uh, on 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 Saturday. We'll talk more about it on uh, tomorrow's podcast when we do the three Ps. Uh, preview playmakers and predictions for Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Talk to you guys tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.